0: title of this morning's Dharma talk is Block Sitting, Block Meditation, actually. And the idea with Block Meditation, it's something, uh, I don't know, I, I probably made it up, but maybe somebody else did and I copied them. The idea there is to have a, a long, uh, continuous block of sitting practice where you're just sitting down, sitting still, and I think four hours is a pretty good one. You could do longer, you could do shorter. Uh, my experience is, uh, not that I've ever done that. But. Four hours. Four hours. Something about that uh, that four hours is much different than your daily practice of 20 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, an hour and 10 minutes, or whatever it may be. Uh, three, hours. three hours is good. Of course it's good. Nothing wrong with that, but something about that four hour length of time. Uh, I like to use the image of uh, uh, the radar of ego the radar of the self-centeredness that's always looking for results always looking for um right wrong am i getting somewhere am i not is this worth it should i keep doing this is this valuable am i doing this right you know i could go on and on inventing things about that and i have uh quite often people uh i think uh like elena we've talked about you've done some block sitting you're off in the distance and uh where's that country you're in Djibouti. <laughs> Djibouti. okay long ways away. So, and other people, um, sometimes that might be, a, it might be better, depending on where you're at in your practice. And when I say where you're at, I'm not talking about advancement or backwards, forwards, or any of this. Gradations, I'm just saying, whatever's happening in your life, What, what? sometimes the only thing that's really going to cut into something uh, so that you can see, not cut into it, to get rid of it, or not cut into it, to eliminate it, but so you can see what the hell it is. It may need to keep going on for a year or two. So, of course, daily practice is very good. We do that here every day. Daily practice is good. Quite often we, we tend to get, especially if you're sitting at home in you know, Australia or <coughs> Grand Rapids, Michigan, somewhere. You're, you're practicing every day. That's good. So you get up, you strike the bell, sit down, hold still, meditate for an hour, whatever it may be. And doing that daily, a daily practice, is a good way to begin your day. It's a good way to end the day. It's a good way to divide the day in half, however you want to look at it. That long practice, I think I really started talking about that to inmates in prisons years ago when they can't hardly uh, find time to sit down for an hour. I mean, they do, but it's so noisy. Uh, even the even the maximum security areas are just noisy. If you've ever been into one of those, or Noisy, and so uh, I sometimes would say, "Well, take some tissue or something, put it in your ears to cut it down on a little bit." But then sit down and just uh, make the make the noise part of your meditation. In other words, watch what moves. This is why the shikantaza practice, as it's taught here, is uh, is about seeing what moves. Your mind is moving. Your ideas, your thoughts, your opinions, your worries, your anxiety. There's some kind of motion going on everywhere. If you can, and I know you can, but difficult challenging to bring that awareness to the movement and not to the content of the movement the content of the movement will trap you it's got big hooks on it it will bring you into a story that is like uh uh, you know as the world turns it's just like you you get uh, you start binge watching your own neurosis only it's not exactly entertaining in the conventional sense it is entertaining because it it entertains it entrains you into its dynamic and takes you this way and that way and then you'll notice when this happens that you'll comment and you'll say this and then you'll say that about it and then it will do this Well, maybe it's changing it's getting better it's getting worse it's getting and it's just like you might as well be going uh, up a mountainside in uh, switzerland <coughs> without a guide so the block sitting sometimes i would even have uh, uh, like i was saying about inmates in prison i said i would say you you know, some of them have jobs, but usually they, they're not real busy. They don't have things for them to do. The terrible place, interesting kind of hell realm of the six realms, to actually take human beings who have done something that is antisocial or um, harmful, even harmful or incorrect, or however you want to characterize it, and then put them in a box. But that's the society we're <laughs> in, so we have to meet it where it's at. It's just like we can't look at our neurosis, look at somebody else's neurosis. news. I like to be crazy the way they are my craziness is too much but their craziness seems to be more fun more interesting we can't really change it out we can't trade it in like we can on a car so sometimes i would say to inmates i would say get up at two in the morning it's quiet then probably and sit from two till six and i happen to know having been in more prisons than i have even counted uh, not as an inmate not yet anyway that's probably next um i even uh, joked one time about with some inmates, I don't remember where that was, where I said, you know, I could just go commit a crime and get locked up in here and I could help you guys all day long. We could talk all day about your minds and about the Dharma. And they all said, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Not what you think it is. So, yeah, of course, I was joking. So uh, so I would say pick a time. And I'm saying that to you. Pick a time. Uh, if you can do this once a week, that's very good. Once every couple weeks, once a month. You can also, it's called a retreat, actually, but it's your own, you've found a time from uh, on Saturday afternoon uh, from two o'clock to six o'clock, and and make it very definite. Make it sit down, have a bell, um, have a water glass or something to make a sound. Don't do it with just a clock. Do it that way. And then at the end, four hours later, keep it nice and clear. No particular mantras, chants, dedication, of merit, do you know those other times. You keep it very, very justice, this, justice. This. Sit, just sit. And when you do, experience what's happening to you. This is a misunderstanding. The misunderstanding that's happened. Probably it's a cultural thing in ancient times where they they think somebody has to be in charge and time everybody. And this is a uh, it should be done, done. It should be done somewhat, but there should be a as we do here in this monastery someone sits strikes the gong and two and a half hours later they strike it again and then but people in here are are allowed even encouraged to be their own timer get up and go go to the bathroom go for a walk go look out the window go stretch have some orange juice do do something and 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 but it's an awareness practice it's not an accomplishment practice that's that's the mundane path it's about taking something that's here and moving it to there Getting ahead, getting a credential, getting something, getting something. This, If it's about anything in terms of materiality, it's about losing something. It's about losing your reference points to everything. This is painful for the ego mind. So people that I talk to who have uh, addiction problems, I highly recommend block sitting. Um, I'm not saying other moral inventory and 12-step programs and, and cognitive behavioral, all that. Those are all tools that may or may not help you. And maybe two or three of them together. Maybe you shouldn't meditate at all. Maybe you should do something else. So meditation practice, as I'm presenting it here in terms of boxing, you sit down and you don't move unless you have to. And it's interesting. This is an interesting part of this, that you sit there as long as you can. That way it is your particular steam engine that's running here, not the person with the timer, not the person says, time to sit, time to walk, time to sit, time to walk. That's a misunderstanding. I'm not saying it isn't helpful. I did it for three decades, at least, not more. You need to be, uh, what's the word, in charge of your body-mind complex as soon as possible, not turn it over to some arbitrary bell ringer. Life is, is, is already ringing bells. So when you're starting to train the mind, you need to be the person who gets up. Some other person may sit there all the whole four hours. You may be getting up and going... Uh, after 20 minutes, going to the bathroom, then maybe after an hour and a half, you get up and go out and make some tea and come back in. The other person may be sitting there like a rock. It means absolutely nothing. It means relatively nothing. I mean, just because somebody's sitting there doesn't mean they're, they could be daydreaming the entire time. It might be the very thing they need to do. They may need to daydream. Maybe they can't really daydream like they really need to. Maybe they really sit down and need to just let it go. Let it come. Let it go. and Just get to know themselves. Be, be who you are. Be genuine, as my teacher said in his two-word speech. Be genuine. What does that mean? I'm going to help you. I'll interpret. Be crazy. Not not validating the craziness, but allow yourself to see who you are. You don't need to be a special person.
1: Yes? Did you say how we're practicing form and one person's up a lot and how that getting up.
0: Because it's about awareness. And if the person is even in a monastery in the first place, it tells you quite a bit. Why would anybody come here? I mean, look what have we got. 20 people here just outside that if you went out and there's millions of people living around us hundreds of thousands anyway people might know about this they're not interested in coming here they have other things to do with their life getting ahead making money being famous however you want to say it so i'm not devaluing any of that i'm just saying there's only a certain number of people that are even ready to do this more
1: i was wondering about with the block sitting to contrast some value
0: Contrast is always valuable, yes. So, But it's, it's more, it's each person. As soon as you stop, as soon as you hear this teaching and you sit down, hold still, even if it's not Buddhism, there this is taught other places, sit down, hold still. As soon as you do that, you begin to see through contrast. That's part of the way you see it. But it can be other ways that I hesitate to say too much about it because I don't want to get in the way metal <laughs> With your particular mind, what your mind needs to do, I may, I may be, I may be very aware of what you need to do, from the point of view of uh, sanity and insanity. But I also know better than to interfere with your apparent insanity, because it's not separate from your sanity. So this whole idea of correcting people, all the whole prison system, system, the whole society is just, uh, it's just controlled craziness. It's, it's really insane. But we can't step into it and change it because it's, it's just a leviathan. It's too big. But what, what can you do? But I say over and over and over again, train your mind. Find out so that you at least won't add to that whirlwind, that you'll be actually clear and know when to step into a situation and when not to, not based on your opinion, on right and wrong, on all of these low-level um, uh, <coughs> uh, valuations based on cause and effect, based on judgment, based on right and wrong and so more.
1: If we continue to sit on soft
0: as it won't matter because what happens is eventually you see that you're not a solid being that who you are is not it, there's something there, but it's not a per, it's not a person anymore and because it's not a person your 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 personality may be even stronger because you're no longer trying to control how you look to people you can you know you can frighten somebody to death just by telling you telling them that you love them me I'm a hateful horrible person, and you love me. Not so good. Go ahead. It can, it, it can if you're trying to, if you're using meditation to try to get to something else. That's when it starts to solidify into a meditator who is really getting ahead, who finally has overcome their neurosis, has separated themselves from the crazy world. And now at least I'm saying that we're not separate, not separate from each other. And to, to abandon the, the people who are who maybe never practice meditation abandon them as being the people we have to get rid of or they're wrong, we have to stay away from, or that we have to go in and try to convince them or give them, uh, sell them some kind of propaganda about they should meditate. No, they shouldn't. You should meditate. You want to should, you should train your mind. If you're listening to me, you're giving me permission. I'm telling you, train your mind. Find as much time as you can to sit down, hold still. There will come a time when it won't make any difference when you sit or not, sitting or not sitting. And I don't uh, um, say that you're you should look for that. Say, oh, when when can I stop doing this necessarily?
1: When we're to sit like here at the monastery, four to six hours, broken up in two periods, is that a different quality than four hours
0: straight? So it's always going to be a different quality depending on who it is, what their what the causes and conditions are that arise as this person or this person or this person, along with uh, what we we have six and a half hours of scheduled meditation every five days a week, and almost and part of the se- uh, sixth day um this is the only day we don't have we have what maybe an hour of sitting uh so the causes and conditions are always going to be different so we have we have the schedule so that you don't have to think about it you just come and relate to the schedule but then it's up to you to res- relate to the schedule how you think that's going to work and that that can sh- that shows up uh, all kinds of ways i have people stay in touch with me stay in touch with the eno just to let us know it, t- it takes a while for people who are here it took a while for you to when you were to see that there really isn't, uh, you know, a, a right or wrong to it. It's just what is happening. It's just being aware of someone. If someone is, I don't feel good. I'm going to stay. We don't. I'm not going to go take your temperature. Tell me you don't feel good. I trust you. Why wouldn't I? Yes. What's the difference
1: between right and wrong and tighten? Um So occasionally we might meet as residents and talk about ways to tighten the forms up. Mm-hmm. Come back to the schedule. Mm-hmm. How that differs from saying, well, what we're doing is wrong and we
0: need to kind of return to the right way. So sometimes the form, some forms here, compared to other forms, it's always a contrast, are pretty loose. We, we, don't, we don't do, uh, if someone is, uh, uh, comes in in the middle of the sutras and says, no, we don't correct them, we don't chase people out, they can only come in when the sutras start, that's ridiculous. From my point of view, and of course, that's the point of view we're going by until this person uh, is gone. So the form uh, needs. We need to see how that form works. To see when when do we need a strong form? Uh, like I think when we come to the altar, this should not be casual. This needs to be very very strong. Not right, not wrong. Just formal, formal. Just come up, and and we we should all endeavor to do it as close to the same way as we can. Once you see how this is done. And you've done this a few times, then you can see there's, there's ways where you, there's no way you can do it like everyone else. You're, you're, you're very much it. The, the way this will feel is it'll feel wrong. You'll see that no matter how many times you do this, you can't ever get it right. About the time you get it right, the incident stick will break. You know, and then you're you know, doing so well. More about that is good. Help, help me. Ask.
1: Why would, what's the inspiration to adjust the forms if not correct?
0: It's always for others, never for you. If it's for you, then it's for you because it's for others. It's always for others. You're always creating a mandala or a circle or a, or a, a structure or a community or a sangha that is very, very strong, but not not aggressive, not uh, um, clinging or, or fixated and not shutting out. Or uh, So it's always about observing. Like I've said before, I've watched, I'll watch somebody do a form. Uh, I saw it this morning. I saw Forms this morning I've been watching for a while. I haven't said anything about it because it's not about correcting someone. It's about, from this point of view, it's about watching that and see, is that something that needs to be adjusted or modified a little bit? Yeah. Or, or could we, you know, could we just let that be what it is for a while, see what happens? You follow me?
1: Yeah, we've
0: talked about it before.
1: More. Another thing that shows up is just
0: when uh,
1: you're around the Forms a lot, you can't help but evaluate other people's Forms. Like,
0: What's a question? Um, great, great thing to bring up. What's a question?
1: How can we see forms as contrast and not comparison?
0: All you have to do is see that you're comparing it. You don't have to change that. I'll say it again. You don't have to fix anything. Anybody not understand that? Anybody say? I'm not sure what you mean by that, Uncle Bob. You don't have to fix anything. If you're if you're trying to fix something, you're actually interfering with the very thing that you're uh, endeavoring to be aware of. You follow me? Is this a stern talk?
2: <laughs>
0: Sometimes they get all done and people say that was a very stern talk. So, I don't mean it to be stern so much as I I mean it to, to I mean to help you see that you actually can just be aware of your difficulty. Just be aware of the negativity, please. You don't you know if if you if you go on thinking that there's something to get or some other place to be or some other person to be, you've misunderstood your karma. This doesn't validate you murdering people. It doesn't validate you scolding people or being grouchy or being mean. It doesn't valid- validate it. But it also uh, doesn't uh, necessarily promote it. It doesn't do anything with it. It actually allows it to be dependently arisen, which is the way everything works, dependently arisen. More. Earlier you brought up um, our
3: endeavor on the vision to watch the movement, and you um, oh. mentioned not necessarily about the content of the movement. What yeah. is it to see movement without focusing
0: well you don't know what it is. You know what it looks like. It's like it's like you're in a field and you look out over a field and you see something that that's the size of an elephant with 50 legs. You don't know what it is. As a meditator, you don't care what it is. You don't need to know its name. You don't need to know it. All you need to do is watch it. Observe it. Of course it's a it's a uh, not particularly a good metaphor. It's something I'm inventing, but it's that kind of a thing. It's like being able to watch your feelings come and go without without making determinations about the feeling when a feeling here's the feeling coming up if you do anything with that feeling <clears throat> you bring it right in back into the track of karma you you bring that energy right back into your karma and you're right back in third grade over and over and over again yes
3: what's the discomfort that comes up when I see something that I don't recognize or doesn't fit in the box that I have
0: what's the discomfort fear and if there's if there's no if there's no grasping at itself, I'm not saying there won't be some fear for a while, but it won't last. It can't, a fear can only last through through intense polarity of shutting down, shutting something down. <clears throat> this doesn't mean you'd be delighted if a if a bear came and was about to kill you, I mean, because that's about nerve endings. The bear would it would hurt. The, you know, you probably can't get away from the bear if you can. Don't climb a too little of a tree because they'll shake you out of it, and don't try climb too big of a tree because they can climb it. So you have to carry a tape measure with you when you're in the woods. It needs to be about 22 inches in diameter. You knew that, though. Yes.
2: Mariah from Texas has a question. Mariah, uh, is the resistance that I feel during block sitting the ego trying to avoid the situation?
0: Yes. Yeah, and that, but that, Mariah, that's what. That's why we do this, because we want to be able to get that ego mind into view so we can see that it is makeshift, it's invented. Who you are completely transcends any kind of self-centeredness. Completely transcends it. This self-centeredness, the very nature of self-centeredness, is try to find somebody and protect them. Find somebody and elevate them. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I'm very happy to uh, know. I know that Mariah's been doing quite a bit of block sitting lately. And so, some sometimes that's the only way you can break into this uh, <coughs> this iron box of ego. It's got so many protections to sit there and just wait, patience. Sit and look at it, look at it. And after about three and a half hours, the ego, the radar of the ego, it's like somebody left the room. It was the radar guy, left the room and went to do something else. Just got tired of looking at nothing but a, a box. So the ego gets tired because it wants something. It wants something else usually. Use ULE. I need to get all my syllables in there. And so, what happens if, if, that's, if you're just present and the ego mind just starts to slide off the edge of the, of the highly uh, lighted area? Then you just have a word. Then there's just Buddha nature looking at this. Just your enlightened nature, just your, your transcendent universal uh, consciousness that cannot be destroyed. Why it hasn't been born? You can only destroy something that's been born, and who you are, your body, of course, has been born. But who you actually are has not come into existence; therefore, cannot pass out of existence. But you have to see that. <coughs> Sitting here and preaching about it is maybe helpful a little bit. But you, if you don't see it, it there always you always doubt what all this is. Find the doubter. Yes,
3: does lessening or want for something else necessarily mean that we want what's arising?
0: Give me an example. So if I find something like your example of an elephant with fifty legs, but I want it originally to
3: have a concept about it so I can know what it is. Mm-hmm. Does if that lessens, does that mean I actually would want to just be in the
0: I don't know. Can you answer that for you? can you answer? Why don't you paraphrase the question one more time and I'll take another shot at it. How you doing? Doing well. You look good. Welcome home, by the way. <laughs> yes? What's the
3: relationship between wanting something else and wanting what's arising?
0: <clears throat> well, if you actually want what's arising, then there's not going to be much fanfare there. You just whatever's arising, that's it's just coming your way, so there's no grasping happening. If you were at a birthday party and it was yours, you'd probably want that, wouldn't you? But well, There are some people that really don't want, because they don't deserve it. That's a, a, the reverse kind of uh, centralized ego that that gets its credential by being artificially um, stoic. Yes?
3: Can you ever want to be with all things?
0: Probably not because you, you'll, you'll do that and it will fail and do that and it'll fail and do that. And then, then at some point uh, you'll, uh, you'll awaken or maybe it won't even be a point. But at some point there's awakening and at that point you don't want anything because you're not separate from anything. So there isn't anything that doesn't belong to you to speak about in a relative sense. That means whatever occurs is what needs to occur. You're no longer at an argument. You're no longer arguing with reality, including the most outlandish form of it, which we have. We watch television for a few hours and see completely outlandish. Uh, but that's the world is crazy like that, and it's now it's showing its cards. So that's the upside of what we're seeing. The downside is the car, cards are pretty difficult. But we were seeing them. Yes.
3: Can you see contrast without wanting?
0: Yeah. You can. Uh,
1: um, You said that um, we don't care about the content, not to care about what's arising. How does this fit with curiosity and asking what, what it?
0: would be fine. Well, that's, that's a very low level. What is that? It's not like sinking your claws into it and dragging it, bleeding over into your territory. Is that too intense an image? <laughs> <laughs> So you're curious about it. Curiosity is part of the human realm of the six realms. The human realm is very curious. That's why it's been said that that's really the only realm that you're going to be able to hear the teachings very clearly. The rest of them are too busy in the hell realm. Are too busy killing people or beings, and uh, the, the the animal realm are too shut down. Even though some animals seem to be more awake than some humans, and then and then uh, the um, hungry ghost too busy stuffing ourselves, and uh, and in uh, the the realm of the titans or the jealous gods, the asuras, were too busy climbing ladders in competition and trying to get ahead of everybody else and looking at the competition in the god realm were too busy uh, laying back uh, um, uh, playing video games or whatever. Yes, sir.
3: Can you see contrast without seeing right and wrong?
0: <clears throat> yeah. If you see dependent origination, you you, you understand. I mean, you don't... It's 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 obvious. There's no right and wrong. It's obvious. You don't you don't have to go through some kind of uh, intellectual uh, argument with yourself about it, or mm, some kind of having um, whatever they call those things syllogisms. You don't have to actually pull it apart. You just see that because you see dependent origination, and you see everywhere you look, you see everything. You see everything is dependently arisen. It's uh, it's at, at once shocking and boring.
1: Yes. So are you saying that contrast is a way to see dependent origination?
0: Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. When I, uh, I think I teach it that way, unless I've forgotten what I do or what I say. Don't I say that? Sit down, and watch the contrast. Sit down, hold still, watch what moves. And the way you see that is that nothing is moving, and then something moves, and then there's nothing moving, and then there's nothing moving. And then what's moving is your, your mind saying nothing's moving. It's, it's, uh, there's always something kind of in motion. When, when there's not something in motion, then then time and space pretty much collapses from the point of view of, of apprehending anything. And you don't mind. There's no, there's no longer a minder. Yes?
3: What is the difference between right and wrong and, and contrast?
0: Well, right and wrong is wrong, and contrast is right. You could laugh. That was funny. Okay. <laughs> was pretty fun. We're adding on to it on our, based on our own, we see something we don't like, that's wrong, that's bad, that shouldn't happen. And then over here, this is good, this should happen, this is correct, this is appropriate. And also there's the contrast. And I'm not saying that if you, if you, but if you see the contrast, then you see, you see a lot broader picture, more clear picture of how those things even got into the shape they're in of being one apparently looking Bad or difficult, and one apparently looking good or okay. The example I've used before is a: uh, if someone is born uh, with a silver spoon, as I say, and with money and, and treated like uh, um, royalty from the time they're a tiny person, um, even that won't save them particularly. But that person's going to have a different situation than someone born uh, uh, in Detroit in the 1980s. You know when when especially with uh, black people. It was a horrible place to be, not for everyone, but quite a few. It's very difficult to be born in a situation where we don't remember anyway. I'm not saying we didn't choose our mother and father, but we don't recall that, which makes it difficult. Uh, and then here we are with two people who are, and then uh, then to see this person who is born into that situation, goes out and commits a crime, that looks bad. And then someone else goes out and gets a PhD in uh, uh, nuclear physics. You know, or, or I mean, am just using that as a contrast. So, but you don't, we don't see the causes and conditions that led up to any given apparent good or apparent bad. It's complicated. It's so complicated. You can't find the, uh, you can't find the, the source of the Amazon. You can't say, well, this tributary right here, uh, out of 1,560,000 tributaries that create the the mouth of the Amazon, which is one thing, the mouth of the Amazon. Go back and say, well, it's this one tributary that really is, that's the one that nailed it. If it weren't for that one, the reason other other ones would have all gone up in other directions, and they would have just been little cricks, like Battle Creek. <laughs> there was a battle here, Battle Creek, you know, or Battle Creek, Battle Creek, Battle Creek. And uh, we won. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, follow-up question from Mariah.
0: Yes, Mariah. She
2: asks. I keep bursting into tears frequently during block sitting. What is that?
0: Yeah, it's just uh, bursting into tears. I do it myself. Uh, it, it just means that you're, you're hitting areas that don't make any that the the, the the conscious thinking mind can't find that. But these are areas that are shut off and are buried, and you're you're just you're just looking for your heartbeat. And sometimes you get close to very very sensitive areas. Lots of ways of talking about that. Another way of talking about that is you're, as you're, uh, you're getting close to, to the the teacher within. You need the teacher out here so you can you can see the teacher within. So, and insofar uh, as anything is a good sign, that's a good sign. Keep sitting. Stay in touch with me. Yes.
2: Uh, question from Shane in Texas, uh, two part. What is the tendency for things to lose their novelty, which leads to wanting something different? What goes away and doesn't
0: last? Well, we, we get bored because we we want entertainment. We want something to amuse us. And so when it just doesn't do that, then we try to find another way or add something on to it or change it or get a, um, a stronger dose, however you want to look at it, get keep changing and looking for something else. We're always looking for something else. And what I'm saying as a Dharma teacher, I'm saying, just look at this. If you see what this is, uh, boredom, uh, boredom is gone. There's always justice. Anytime that you're bored about anything, especially it happens with little children, they get very bored, and we immediately fill them up with stuff. And I'm not saying you should do the other thing and say, "You need to be bored." Please don't say that to them. <laughs> Hard enough being a kid. So, but we want we want things to be different than they are. Very simply put, so we're here, and so the sitting practices of meditation especially block sitting is deliberately I mean anybody who practices block sitting especially like mariah based on something I'm re- recommending she does uh, and the, 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 that that she, that she does it t- tells me how much difficulty uh, and how challenging life is to her or for anyone you aren't going to come to this monastery unless unless you're up against a really pretty sizable and pretty difficult situation called what life and you're not willing to settle for some some cover up of life called a career or a family or anything not that careers and families aren't wonderful of course they are we're about to have one year pretty soon but when we when we when we make that our whole thing then that area there can get kind of boring or, and then we want to add something to it or and
2: then the second part what goes away and doesn't last what Well, his question, what is the tendency for things to lose their novelty, which leads to wanting something different? And then he asks, what goes away and doesn't last?
0: Our ideas about it, what it actually is, doesn't go anywhere. (laughs) He chuckled. What's the difference between that original
3: um, not settling for the mundane path and expecting something else?
0: So it looked like the same thing to me. You want to ask that question in a different way, see if you can get a different answer.
3: What's the difference between not being willing to settle and
0: to be different? It's so hard. What do you think? Anybody else want to help Shoto? Any of the monks want to help Shoto? Want to help him? He, he's going to be a monk pretty soon, so he needs help from monks. Like new monk. The new monk needs <laughs> to answer that. <laughs> 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 so I'm going to ask you one more time. You have to look at what what you're asking here. Look at you. See what what I'm saying here. You have to look at what you're asking. Ask the question again. Paraphrase yourself again. Speak up a little bit so the people out in TV land can hear you.
3: Is our unwillingness to settle from the mundane path us wanting something else?
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, it is. We want something else. And then we stumble into this and we want this. We want realization. We're just taking passion, aggression, and ignorance, and we're transmuting it into the path. So it's challenging. Is Realization just seeing that it's the path? There's some of what you're saying is kind of extra. It is the path, but is Realization just? That's extra. It's the path. The path is the goal. There, there, there is no goal. Uh, there's no path, actually. It's emptiness. It's a fancy word that Buddhists use all the time. Well, it's empty. <laughs> <Whew>, God, <gotta> look. <laughs> it's empty. <laughs> yes?
2: Uh, earlier, you said that there's nothing to fix. That yes. we don't we don't need to be fixed, especially. So, um, how can we? There seems to be a demand from society that we be fixed. How yeah. how can we um, maneuver in our everyday life when knowing we don't have to be fixed, but others seem to demand that we want that we need to be.
0: Well, I, I'm I'm trying to go into some kind of a, a scenario where where I could address it that way, but.
2: Well, any bad habit, it seems, uh, particularly mm-hmm. if it's related to something, maybe, you know, we go into prisons, we go into drug rehab, and it's like everybody wants to get better or be yeah. fixed.
0: But you have to, in order to do, okay, let's do it this way, in order to to understand what something is, or you can even say fix it, if you want to use that, but the problem with, with fixing it, we immediately start with fixing it rather than what, what it is that we're looking at. So we abandon... The actual issue of the problem or the difficulty, or the frustration or the suffering or the cause of suffering uh, for some kind of agenda about fixing things. And the next thing you know, we're looking in our toolbox, and there are people, all, all kinds of people, who are selling you everything under the sun. They used to call it fish oil or snake oil. Or is it fish oil? Snakes. Fish oil is new. Is it? <laughs> that's good. That's for you. Yeah, fish oil is good me, for you? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. But if you if you set aside the whole fixing idea, and let's just see what it is. This is what the Buddha did, as far as we know. He looked at his life and saw, well, he, he didn't come up with a solution right away. He said, life is suffering. And, he, and then he enumerated, as far as we know, the uh, pain of pain, pain of alternation, the pain of the composite, the pain of conditioned existence. He talked about the way in which it looked. And then he talked about the cause. And the cause, he still hasn't gotten to the fix yet, Talking about the cause of it. So here's the situation, and this is what's causing it. Cause and effect. So there it is. And then the next one is uh, uh, this can come to an end. neuroda This can come to an end. And then the very last one is this is how this can come to an end. But he it, it didn't. It wasn't presented. Uh, maybe a little bit as a, as a solution. But quite a bit of it is about the first three, and especially the first one and the first uh, the second one about this. Wanting something to be different than it is. Wanting something else is a simple way of putting it. And to actually bring awareness. Uh, uh, the last one is uh, the, the Eightfold Path, or as I like to say, it's Shila Samadhi and Prajna, or Discipline, Meditation, Wisdom. Sit down, hold still, see what it is. S- actually see what it is. And this is what, uh, uh, this is what um, uh, Mariah is doing, or anyone who's doing block sitting. You're sitting down, you're holding still, and you're looking at the suffering. And it's not comfortable. But I would say do it anyway. Do it. Do it anyway. Just continue to. If you need a monastery to help you, the, then this is available. You can convince the, the Brad to sell the building next door because <laughs> we can expand. Did you give him a key, by the way, so he could get in?
2: That's
0: Can't even get into his own building.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it won't be long. We'll be buying that place. I can tell by the window. Owner loses his key. Tell him not to watch these. He doesn't watch these. Oh, no. No, he's not. He doesn't even know what we do here.
2: We don't want him to know our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> well, Which secrets? tell him all of them. You tell him all
1: He's not listening.
2: <laughs>
1: he is not listening. <laughs> so,
0: further questions about, especially from someone who hasn't asked who wasn't Brad? <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way i could keep from calling you by your jukai name i've already given you your name. no actually i just have a bad memory um,
3: what is beginner's mind and came up in terms of like our original inspiration takes?
0: <clears throat> i think uh, the way it's taught uh, and especially the way of uh, uh, Shunru Suzuki Roshi taught beginner's mind which is the title Zen mind beginner's mind mind the title of his book that was published in 1960 or 70 is uh, is just returning to square one just returning to just always a beginner always sitting down you're always a beginner and this this way you're there's always a reset and of course you're not exactly a beginner but you're focusing on just sitting down holding still and just starting over again starting over and starting over because consciousness operates that way uh, doesn't have a it doesn't operate in time and space the way the, the physical and material world does. The material world actually, something happens here and it builds up some kind of a form and it stays that way for 10 weeks, 10 months, 10 years. And so it actually has some kind of a, um, a movement to it. That's uh, But but the mind doesn't do that. So therefore, it's necessary to sit down and start over and start over and start over. Just a way of working with it. Is that helpful? Yes. Okay. Just you don't have to get anywhere. And really, the the only change, probably, or you could say it this way, is you, if you do that enough, eventually you will see there isn't anywhere else to get. There. There's always this. There isn't anything with this. We just call it beginner's mind because that's that's the only way ego can relate to it. Looks like somebody failing or somebody not being very good at it. I'm not a very good meditator. Beginner's mind. I've been doing this beginner's mind for, for you know thirty, forty years. As he said, in the beginner's mind in the expert's mind, the possibilities are few in the expert, in the beginner's mind it's completely open dimension any further questions? Yes
2: how can a mandala not, pardon me? how can a
0: mandala not be samsara? a mandala? the circle, how can it not be samsara? yeah it, it is samsara, the mandala like the, the wheel of life in the in the hands of, uh, of, the, of Yama, the lord of death it's up in the picture up there, that's a mandala it's a circle. There's there's uh, different kinds of mandalas, and they just represent uh, 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 a kind of of uh, uh, kind of completion. The circle is a, a completion. It's just that if you're caught on it, you keep going around it. Then it's uh, happiness and sadness, and happiness and sadness, life and, death, life and death, life and death, life and death. But to transcend that is you see that all that happens at once. So that's that's when the whole thing lights up all at once. You just aren't somebody walking down a path. More. Did I did I understand your question correctly? Well, I probably answered it then. I understood it. <laughs> your question:
1: Is there any um, um, need for contemplation when you're looking at more expansive awareness, like panoramic awareness? Um, mm-hmm. Trump talks about that He too. does. And is there any contemplation as you go further on with some of those things?
0: So very good, Robert. So well, the way the, the, the reason I, after many years of doing it kind of backwards. Uh, uh, the reason I teach this the way I do is because I have, from talking to people about their, what's happening with their meditation, with their mind since 1978, when I was trained, what is that, 40 years ago? Right thereabouts. Uh, <clears throat> it's in December, I think, of 78. Um, I've noticed that everyone is in a different Area and some people really need to work with what is commonly called shamatha or shine or resting in tranquility or calm abiding, those are all the ones that are just this, just sitting here. But others are, uh, the other part is vipassana or panoramic awareness or maha vipassana, the great panoramic awareness, higher level or more, more better. So. <laughs> and so, and but some people are naturally are in are, are immediately are doing that so do we, so the way it seems to be necessary to work with everyone where they're at everyone's karma everyone's causes and conditions has them if they're if they come into this room and they're uh, practicing meditation this is why I don't control <laughs> set up a form other than the timing the time is there so we have that but then how the person relates to it is up to them now if they're going to live in the monastery then uh, you know then I require that they Practice as much as possible. You might need a job or something like that. So, uh, panoramic awareness is something that uh, not something you can do. It's something you are. So, if you the important thing is to, uh, as far as I see, in my own uh, understanding, is uh, look at whatever's moving. And uh, and if you just watch what's moving, this is panoramic awareness. But it just starts out with a with a little tiny track of your own thought patterns coming and going, coming and going. But those that's no different than. Than uh, watching shooting stars, you know, or watching the whole world, uh, or being able to watch uh, uh, a news program and watch one single reporter per- present something and realize how completely vast this world is. With their, this person with their little voice saying something, and their their intense self-centeredness—not wrong, not something we want to correct—but just an intense self-centeredness. So, more.
1: What should one do with that when they're presented? with that information from someone?
0: Just receive it. Don't add your comments. And if you do add your comments, don't add your comments to that. So in other words, if you receive it, you think this person's an idiot, which would be adding to it, uh, then don't add to the thing that I shouldn't be calling that person an idiot. I shouldn't be, I should, I should. Don't, don't keep backing up into more and more some more and more relative truth. Just be who you are, be genuine. Actually have the feelings of negativity. You're a human being you're you're not going to be uh, an angel maybe later but not right now <laughs> Get this right you may graduate <laughs> as they say in the Air Force you'll get your wings or is that when you jump out of a plane
2: you did
0: yeah but I't any wings Further questions very good thank you so much
2: And remind everybody about the all day this Saturday and also the Permanent fixtures in the hallway called donation boxes. Always yeah. glad to receive support.
1: May, May this you. penetrate to all places, so that we and every sentient being together can realize the.